Hi there, I'm Nicolette Reed, and this is EIB Export News. Hi there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nicolette, and today's topic is all about voluntary self-disclosures related to mergers and acquisitions. So let's get into it. In October, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco presented a new safe harbor policy that the government is putting in place in regards to voluntary self-disclosures for mergers and acquisitions. These remarks were given at the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics 22nd Annual Compliance and Ethics Institute Conference. This information is important for any company that is looking to acquire or merge with other companies or even receive investments from foreign persons. First of all, it's important to note that this speech wasn't given in a vacuum. These aren't meaningless changes to government policies that only affect a certain subset of individuals at the top of the business world, whose names you would likely see printed in newspaper headlines or giant company lawsuits. While mergers and acquisitions might sound grand, the policies discussed by Deputy Attorney General Monaco do not end on the highest rung of the corporate ladder. This can affect all companies and can have serious threats to U.S. national security and can lead to major fines and financial loss. Like all the information EIB presents, from an export compliance perspective, this is going to be vital for you and your company. With that out of the way, let's dig in and start with the problem. There is, quote, a rapid expansion of national security-related corporate crime, according to Deputy Attorney General Monaco. In our interconnected world, we're experiencing corporate crime in a host of new areas, from terrorist financing, sanctions evasion, and the circumvention of export controls, to cyber and crypto crime. Deputy Attorney General Monaco went on to provide some examples of recent enforcement. Last October, a French cement firm admitted to paying the Islamic State and an Al-Qaeda affiliate to protect its profits. This resulted in the French company pleading guilty to providing material support to terrorists, and they paid over $775 million in penalties. In April this year, British American Tobacco entered into a deferred prosecution agreement, and its subsidiary pled guilty for violating U.S. sanctions by selling tobacco to North Korea, which generated revenue for their nuclear program. The result was the company paid over $635 million. Finally, in September, a shipping company, Suez Rajan LTD, pled guilty for sanction violations from illicit sales and transport of Iranian oil. The result? The company had to transport nearly a million barrels of contraband Iranian oil to the U.S., who then seized it. Corporate crime is up, and that means the government's response is up as well. So let's bring this back to the main topic, being mergers and acquisitions. In her speech, Deputy Attorney General Monaco recognized that companies are on the front line in responding to geopolitical risks. Because of this, the government recognizes that there is a danger in many of the business operations carried out by companies, including the process of merging with or acquiring other companies. So rather than, quote, discouraging companies with effective compliance programs from lawfully acquiring companies with ineffective compliance programs and a history of misconduct, the government has decided to create new policies that incentivize acquiring companies and voluntarily disclosing 
any violations discovered during the mergers and acquisition process. This brings us to the solution that the government came up with. Along with other steps, the government is creating a mergers and acquisitions safe harbor policy. As Deputy Attorney General Monaco describes it, going forward, acquiring companies that will promptly and voluntarily disclose criminal misconduct within the safe harbor period and that cooperate with the ensuing investigation and engage in requisite, timely, and appropriate remediation, restitution, and disgorgement, these companies will receive the presumption of a declination. This policy will be applied department-wide in the Attorney General's office and be tailored to fit each department's necessary specifications. There will be some consistent guidelines, however. To qualify for Safe Harbor, companies will need to disclose their discovered misconduct within six months from the date of closing. This applies to whether it was discovered pre- or post-acquisition, and a baseline of one year to remediate the misconduct. The government recognizes, however, that not all deals and transactions are the same. So, depending on the circumstances, the deadlines could be extended. This new policy is not a complete clean slate on all misconduct. The Deputy Attorney General also made sure to note that, quote, this policy will only apply to criminal misconduct discovered in a bona fide arm's length M&A transactions. The safe harbor does not apply to misconduct that was otherwise required to be disclosed or already public or known to the department, nor will anything in this policy impact civil merger enforcement meaning that this new policy is not an opportunity to get a free pass on any previous misconduct that your company has engaged in that should have already been disclosed or is already known to the department. The bottom line of this new policy is that companies that engage in strong, effective compliance programs and policies will not be penalized for lawfully acquiring companies and disclosing any misconduct discovered in this period. It is a grace period designed to encourage businesses to continue to grow and be profitable under the full protection of the law and remain committed to business values that protect American interests and security. As with all things export, foreign influence is something companies have to be on the lookout for. One such area involves investment from foreign persons and companies, and the U.S. Department that will be overseeing this area is known as CFIUS, or the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. Deputy Attorney General Monaco stated in her speech that the new corporate enforcement policies that her office is rolling out eventually will extend to CFIUS agreements as well. So this section is still very relevant to the topic. Some quick background on CFIUS. CFIUS is an interagency committee authorized to review certain transactions involving foreign investment in the United States. It's composed of the heads of several departments including Treasury, Justice, Homeland Security, Commerce, Defense, State, and more, including White House offices. CFIUS was reviewed under the Obama administration and then strengthened under the John McCain National Defense Authorization, authored by Congress and then later signed into law by President Trump, ultimately making it a unilateral effort. This modernized CFIUS with the Foreign Investment Risk Review Modernization Act of 2018, or FIRMA, FIRMA, F-I-R-R-M-A, expanded the scope of transactions reviewable by CFIUS to more effectively address current national security controls. According to a report put out by the Congressional Research Office, some experts have suggested that, quote, the broad changes under FIRMA could potentially lead CFIUS to take a more assertive role that emphasizes 
both U.S. economic and national security interests, particularly relative to the development of emerging or leading-edge technology. Think of FIRMA as a big injection of adrenaline into CFIUS, giving it the resources and scope to effectively protect national security and protect the investment policy of the United States. It's intended to provide a sense of Congress concerning several factors that CFIUS and the President may consider to determine potential threats to U.S. national security through transactions between foreign persons and U.S. companies. Those factors can include transactions involving countries of special concern, the potential effects of foreign governments or persons gaining control of critical entities or products, the history of compliance of foreign persons with U.S. laws and regulations, and other factors of importance that could potentially pose threats to U.S. security. In other words, CFIUS will be keeping an eye on foreign investments in the U.S. businesses to ensure that bad actors are not attempting to gain ill influence over American industry or potentially threaten our national security. I encourage you to look up specific details of the FIRMA and CFIUS Acts yourself so you can see the broad responsibility they've taken to properly protect American interests. CFIUS is not limited merely to investments either. It has direct influence on export controls as well, which is part of the reason why I'm spending so much time hitting the details with you. FIRMA mandates reforms to export controls on dual use to establish an interagency process to identify, quote, emerging and foundational technologies, and to help establish controls by the Department of Commerce for the export of these technologies. Basically, while keeping an eye on new investments, the motions of business gaining investments and creating new technologies, CFIUS is now tasked with making note of new important technology that surfaces and assisting with their classification process with the Department of Commerce. Whether there's updates or changes to export controls, you know that EIB is going to be there to keep you informed and updated. So let's take a moment to recap the problem. There is a rise in corporate crime related to export compliance and transactions made with foreign persons and businesses. The solution is that the Attorney General's office is rolling out new policies, including a safe haver policy for mergers and acquisitions to help curb corporate crime by incentivizing strong compliance and good behavior and strictly punishing companies that violate U.S. laws and sanctions. As Attorney General Monaco puts it, encouraging companies to self-report misconduct can result in a virtuous cycle by giving a path to resolution and declination to companies trying to do the right thing, we are able to identify and prosecute the individuals who are not. These new policies will spread to all departments within the Attorney General's office and will eventually reach places like the Committee on Foreign Investments in the United States that has been bolstered in its effectiveness and responsibility by FIRMA to oversee foreign investments, and to keep track of potential factors that might indicate bad actors and threatening our national security and American industry. These policies are designed to protect American businesses and encourage them to continue to grow without fear of unfair penalties so they can continue to prosper and therefore strengthen the face of rising economic threats. That's the gist of it. But before I go, I'd like to bring you back to something I said at the beginning of this podcast. When I mentioned how this policy is not intended to be reserved for the highest rungs of companies and of governments. As always, this information can apply to anyone, meaning you, 
in the compliance space. Deputy Attorney General Monaco said that as compliance officers or managers, you are on the front line of protecting your company and its shareholders. And in today's world, more and more frequently, that means protecting national security. These policies are designed around uncovering violations of export controls and properly responding. If you have listened to any of our previous podcast episodes, you already know that violations can happen at any level of a company if you are not careful. In order to protect your company and protect your business, and by extension, protect all of our national security, you need to invest in strong export compliance programs. It's just good business. So if you or your company is about to be involved in any type of foreign investment or any type of foreign merger or acquisition of any kind, especially if you're engaged in making critical technology products or defense products, please reach out to us so that we can assist you with the CFIUS filing process because it is lengthy and it can be complicated, especially if you're new to the realm of CFIUS or FIRMA. You can reach us on the web at www.eib.com or give us a call at 978-256-0438. We're here to help with a multitude of export compliance needs, training, and support. Thank you and have a great day. My name is Nicolette. I'm from EIB. I was your host. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next month. But until then, remember, export compliance, it's the law. We make it simple.